0: Welcome to the Seven Hills Church Podcast with Marcus Mika. We're excited you're here listening as Pastor Marcus is about to bring an incredible teaching that is sure to inspire, motivate, and lift you up. You can visit us on our website at sevenhillschurch.tv or download our free Seven Hills Church app to watch or listen to more exclusive content. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed the message. To you about having a new ear for a new year. Let's look at verse one, first Samuel chapter three and verse one. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. And so there were not many visions. What they heard was limited. So it limited what they were able to see because the word was rare. Their visions were not many. So one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming weak or dim, could barely see, and he's lying down in his usual place. That's usually the beginning of the fall, right? That's the beginning of you moving backwards as you're just going at life in your usual way, hanging out in your usual place, thinking your usual ways. And it says that the lamp of God had not yet gone out. There was still hope And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord right by the ark of the God. And so the Lord called to Samuel and said, Samuel. And he answered and said, here I am. And ran to Eli. And said, Eli, here I am. You called me. And Eli said, I did not call you. Go lay down, boy. And again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me, my son, my son. Eli said, I did not call you go back and lay down. So Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. He hadn't developed his ear, his ability to hear the voice of God. And a third time, the Lord called him and said, Samuel, and Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me and Eli realized that it was the Lord calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, begins to teach Samuel something that he didn't know. He says, go lay down. And if God calls to you, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went and he lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood there and called another time, Samuel, Samuel. And then he said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. I believe if you want a new vision, a fresh vision for a new year, that it will require A new ear. I want to say that again. If you want God to do something new uh, in 2019, then I believe that one of the prerequisites is developing a new ear. The Bible says in verse 1 that the word was rare, so there were not many visions. So I want to make my case for just a minute that your first task in this new year should be hearing that you don't see vision, you hear vision. That what your future needs more than anything else is not eyes, but it needs ears. That your vision has more to do with how you see, less to do with how you see and more to do with how you hear. You know, everyone talks about setting your goals, everyone talks about getting your resolution, writing things down, getting the vision, writing everything out. I want to have a six pack this year. I want, you know, to quit doing this, stop doing that. I, I want, and we write all those things down, but yet most of the resolutions that we make now, it's a mockery. It's a joke because we so rarely fulfill our resolutions. And it's because I think we go at resolutions the wrong way. It's interesting that there's mutual definitions for the word resolution. One of them, of course, is to be resolute, to be determined. Another is to make a decision. But another has to do with your eyes. That when you take a telescope and you increase its resolution, you can see further and you can distinguish things that are further away. If you increase the resolution on a TV or increase the pixels per square inch, the screen brightens up. The picture becomes brighter. So resolutions not only have to do with decisions, but it can also have to do with eyes. Yet people fail year after year after year, because maybe God doesn't want us to go at our year with our eyes, but maybe he's trying to teach us. If you go at everything with your eyes, you're going to miss it. You're going to fall short. If you just quickly and haphazardly write this down and write that down, then before you know it, it's not going to have the depth that it needs. So God's saying, if you want to have a new year, develop A new year. You know, I heard someone say that a New Year's resolution, mine is to help my friends gain 10 pounds so I look skinnier. (laughs) Come on, there has to be something more to it. Another guy said, I wanted to quit all my bad habits, but then I realized that no one likes a quitter. And this is my favorite. My wife hasn't told me what my New Year's resolutions are. All the men husband said, amen. Jeez, help me out, babe. You got to let me know what you want in 2019. So what's important is not the clarity of your eyes. It's the clearness of your ears. John 12, 28 said that the voice was for your benefit. Jesus was speaking. He said, it wasn't for my benefit. God does not benefit from speaking to us. We benefit from hearing What God says, we know that Jesus heard the father speak all the time. And he said, what I hear the father say, that's what I do. And then he went on to say to us, if you have an ear to hear, hear what the spirit of God is saying. So one of the most important things you can start your new year out doing is developing a hearing heart, asking God to give you a new ear because vision is not something you see. Vision is something that calls out to you. It summons you. It's out in the future and it cries out to you. And if you have an ear, then what you hear pulls you into the things that God is wanting you to do. I think following God is sort of like a submarine. A submarine has to hear its way forward. It has to propel its way forward through sound guidance. And that's what the Bible says, that faith comes by hearing. It goes on to say that you don't walk uh, by sight, you walk by faith. Because Following God has less to do with what you see. So a submarine doesn't have windows. It can't see out, but it uses sound to know what to do. And so as a believer, you and I have to develop an ear in moving forward into 2019. And so the story that we read is Eli, and he's older, he's more mature, he's a seasoned saint, and he wants to teach Young Samuel, how to hear from God. Young Samuel is available, he's excited, but he is missing that God is speaking to him. And so Samuel wants to teach him God is a speaking God. Another word for the word here in the Hebrew is the word discern. Don't get caught up on the language, there's just something about discerning when God is speaking to you. For example, this morning, I got out on the back roads and I started driving around at around 7 a.m. and I was praying, God, do you want us to have the 9 a.m., 9.30 a.m. service today? I, of course, all the work's been put in, all the study's been put in. I wanna have church. I'm ready, I'm geared up. I'm on my third day of fasting. I'm ready to preach, but I'm out there driving, and I said, I'm not gonna look at what other churches do. I'm not gonna get my eye on what anybody else is doing. God, I want you to speak to me. And right after that, I almost slid off into a ditch moments <laughs> after, and I discerned, I just discerned, you know what? I grew up, I was in Mich- lived in Michigan for 7 years we don't ever cancel anything. We can't even see the road. We just pick the middle between two tree lines. That's how we get places. And I knew immediately, and I don't know what that was about. It could have just been one family that God had his eye on and other families were okay and other churches were okay, but you have to discern what God is saying to you. And so young Samuel wants him to know God is speaking. First thing that you have to ask yourself, do you know that God is a speaking God? He introduces himself that way in Genesis chapter one as a God that speaks. He says, let there be light. And there was light creation itself. The way God begins by letting us know who he is was a speech event. That creation was literally sounded forth that sound became sight. Leonard Sweet says that the cosmic sounds became galactic visions, that what the universe heard, it became. The cosmos began with the sound. And here we understand that, that not only did God speak it, but the correct version in the Hebrew actually is God sang it. It's known as the creation hymn. God didn't speak, let there be light. He actually sang, let there be light. And there was light. He sang, let there be such and such. And it became what he said, let there be this. And it was so. And so God is a speaking God. Samuel is young. He is desiring to know what God wants for his life, but he hasn't developed an understanding about how God speaks. And so Samuel says, God is wanting to speak to you. He teaching him how God speaks. Do you live with an awareness that God is speaking? Do you have a sensitivity that God is wanting to speak to you? Do you live your life with a uh, a consciousness that, that God is wanting you to discern what his will and what his ways are that the Bible says that wherever you go, you can turn to the right or the left and there'll be a voice behind you that says, this is the way Walk ye in it, that God is faithful to give you that nudge. He's faithful to teach you how to take that step, make that decision, avoid that situation, avoid that relationship. He's faithful to speak to you and I, and here Sam, Samuel is is wanting to hear from God, but he hasn't quite adjusted his ear to how God speaks. You know, scientists are still picking up on Genesis chapter one sound, what God spoke. The science news offered this crazy statement, and I wrote it as it was written. I wrote it down as it was written. Sound waves. Generated in the early universe, listen to that. Sound waves generated in the early universe may have helped orchestrate the striking pattern of galaxy clusters. It says that black holes sound a long constant B flat, that the Perseus galaxy sounds a strong bass note. Once again, biblical words are confirmed that God sang, Let there be light. And there was light and that God spoke. And my question to you is not, is not, is, are you listening that God is speaking? Are you, is your ear open to God's singing over your life? The Bible says his, his theme over you is a good theme. that his banner over you. Do do you hear that God wants to speak to you? One of the things I've learned about fasting is it is not fast. Fasting is very, very slow, intentionally. Fasting is designed to slow things down, to push the pause button. Because the faster you go, the less you can hear. So when you go fast in life, you cannot hear God properly. And so what fasting does is it slows things down. Fasting doesn't make God speak. Fasting helps you listen to what God is already saying. So that's why we don't just call and abstaining from one thing, whatever it is that you fast, whatever you choose to fast, and everybody chooses something different, not everybody 's doing food, uh, you can go on the website and there 's all kinds of details about different types of fast there 's the Daniel fast that many people in the church do. Uh, people do d- different even fast social media some people they just choose whatever they want to do, but that 's why we schedule six a m prayer or tuesday night we 'll be here at six praying that 's why we encourage you to be in the house of God while you 're fasting because as you're fasting, what we're trying to help you do is not just develop what you're abstaining from, but also develop a spiritual purpose. Why? And and to create the right atmospheres where you can hear from God. That's why we encourage you to not go to your pantry when you're fasting and try to figure out what's going on. In that moment, just close the refrigerator door, close the pantry, and go open up the Bible and feed on the word of God and say, God, speak to me. It's about... Not just abstaining, but also listening to what God wants to say. And there is still no better way than hearing and reading God's word. So the first thing that Eli does to Samuel, he says, I want you to know that God is a speaking God. And then next, he lets Samuel know he needs to be available. Notice Samuel's in God's house. He's close to the Ark of the Covenant. And he's constantly saying, here I am, here I am. In 2019, are you available? Do you have that attitude like Samuel? Here I am. I'm listening. I'm I'm open. I'm available. God, I I want you to give me a new ear for a new year. Are you surrendered to his promptings? Are you sensitive to the Lord's nudges? Do you have a heart to say, God, I, 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 want, I want to have a sense of what you're calling me to do in 2019. Are you available? God said through, through Eli to Samuel, it's not just good enough that, that you know God speaks. You have to establish in your own heart, God, I'm available. I'm, I'm open. I'm ready. I'm, I'm wanting to receive what you want to say. Of the five sense organs, the only one connected to the brain is the ear. And they say that if you want one of your senses to intensify, you have to limit another one of your senses. So if you're blind, for example, your hearing intensifies to make up for the lack of sight The hearing is able to, so people can walk into a room that are blind, but yet they know where things are at that they can't see. You and I would stub our toe. You and I would hurt ourselves, break something. But someone that's blind can pick up on a curtain or a couch. They can see different things because their hearing has intensified. And what fasting does is it limits one of your five senses, the sense of taste. And as you limit that that sense, then it intensifies the other senses. Specifically, I believe one of the greatest things it does is it intensifies your ability to hear. It gives you a sensitive ear for a new year. So fasting doesn't only put a limit on tasting. It also increases the intensity of your listening ability. And I believe that's what Eli taught Samuel, Samuel, I want you to be in a place where when God speaks, you say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. I'm open. My ear is available. My ear is attentive. My heart is open to whatever it is that you want to say to me. Did you know your ear is one of the only Things on your whole body that keeps growing until the day you die. It never stops growing. That's what you have to look forward to as you get older is big, giant ears. Matter of fact, they got a picture for you real quick. This is this is what your future looks like. You notice ears are also in the shape of a question mark, because as you get older, you're not supposed to. Uh, weaken in your curiosity in your questions but you're supposed to intensify your hearing, intensify your curiosity, intensify saying God what is it that you desire for me in this new year and I'm here to tell you we need big ears in 2019 that way we're prepared to hear what God is saying I'm almost done, number three, Eli teaches Samuel That his voice is personal. That the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to Samuel. Eli says, go lay down. Go draw close to the ark and listen. And when God calls, I want you to notice how God calls out. The first time he says Samuel. The second time he says Samuel. The third time he says Samuel. The fourth time he doubles up and says Samuel, Samuel. God was calling out to Samuel specifically personally, it wasn't talking to Eli in that moment. He was talking to Samuel, that God's voice you need to know is personal, that God wants to speak to you. Every single person in this room needs to know that God wants to speak to you. One of the most important things I can do as a pastor is teach you that God wants to speak to you. One of the saddest verses in all the Bible is when Israel looks at Moses and said, you go up the mountain and you hear from God for us. Thinking that someone else can hear from God for you is a grave mistake. You have to hear from God for you. What God wants to say is unique to you what god wants to speak is for your life for your future for your family and and you have to develop something on the inside of you that not only understands god is speaking not only says i want to be available but you're listening to what god wants to say to you that's why it's so important as you go into a new year to have a new Ear, not just to write some things down, but to pause, wait, slow things down, open up your heart and say, Okay, God, here I am, the beginning of 2019. Your word says, I have to forget about the past. The past is so loud, the past is so obnoxious. The past has a way of just trying to draw us back into it. And we have all these reasons why we keep going back there. But God says, No, you have to forget about the past not, it's not there, but don't give it the same strength that it's had in a new year and reach for things which are before you. And one of the best ways to do that is not by me telling you to do it, but is by hearing and letting God to tell you how to do it, the way to do it, because your life is your life. Your story is your story. Your history is your history. Your intellect is your intellect. Your personality is your personality. There's no way that you can expect someone else to hear from God for you. You have to hear from God for you. This was such a cool thing. I ran across that advancement in biometrics. They are arguing that what's better than fingerprints or face recognition is what they call sound prints. And technology has the ability, if you have an iPhone and you call out to Siri, then you would know that your phone only answers your voice. And what that is, is they take your voice and they break it down into thousands thousands of frequencies into a thousandth of a second, and it generates a unique sound print that they have the ability to, above all voices, Just like your fingerprint is unique or your face recognition is unique. They say that it's potentially even more accurate through developing people's unique sound print that we would be able to authenticate who a person is. Researchers at Beth Israel Hospital in Boston took this one step further And they say each heartbeat also gives off a unique sound print that every single person's heart, every time it beats, gives off a unique sound print that as you intensify, if you could intensify and they've done it, intensify the sound of your heart, you could through sound printing know exactly a person's identity. You could know exactly who they are and they call that your heart's song. The reason I'm saying that is, if everything about you is that unique, down to your very sound print, down to your heart singing its own unique song, if God created you with that much thought and that much uniqueness, why would he not also want to speak uniquely to you? It is so important. You say, God, give me a new ear in a new year. I want to hear from God for me. You need to say, God, I want to hear from you for my life in this new year. You know, January is the morning of your year. And they say that the evening of life is determined by its morning. So here we are beginning a new year. We have the morning. We can position our whole year by how we treat the morning of our year. And what fasting does is it creates an atmosphere where voices are silenced and noise is quieted down and you can say, God, speak to me. What is it that you want from me in 2019? What is it that you're calling me to do in 2019? Who is it that you're calling me to be and you cannot hear god when there's noise all around you you cannot hear god rushing around with chaos and and everything clamoring for your attention you've got to shut some things down for a season and silence the noise the english word For noise comes from the Latin word nausea, which we know means seasickness. So the more noise you have in your life, can I tell you what that does? It causes you to be sick in your heart, sick in your soul, because it's so noisy. And what fasting does is fasting says, okay, we're going to silence the noise for a season. We're going to silence all these voices and all the chaos, and we're going to develop a new Ear for a new year. Anybody watched the movie Bird Box out there on Netflix? If you haven't watched it, you've probably seen a meme on uh, on Instagram somewhere. They put some of these up here real quick. This was this was some of you this morning right here. That's why we. Then this next one, I, I really like this one. I felt like this was for some of you. That's right. You, if you don't know, you you're gonna know soon, I'm sure. What about this one? I like this one. This one this was probably my favorite. That, that's there you go. Come on, I think God's speaking to somebody in a new year, right there. The next one is uh, this is this is it. There you go. Hey hey, I only did that because they did find out that someone actually tipped the ball, so he's he's good. He's gonna have his job. But the whole movie is is that what people looked at would cause them to kill themselves. And so they put a blindfold on. And when that evil presence and voice would get close to them, it would try to talk them out of of that blindfold, talk them into taking it off and to looking at something that could destroy their life. So if they were deceived by what they would hear, they would be destroyed by what they see. So it's so important that you develop an ear to discern the voice of God. Because what you hear does impact what you see. How you hear is more important than what you see. Hearing actually conditions your eyesight. Have you ever gone to a magic show? Illusionist, their whole job is because our eyes are so easily deceived. Go back to Genesis, Adam and Eve, they're deceived early on by just focusing on their eyes and listening to the wrong voice. And so it's important that you hear so you can hear from God, so when it comes to the vision that he has for you, you have strength, you have authority, you have discernment, you have a sense of God's will, you have a sense of the distractions, you have a sense of when the wrong voice is trying to speak to you, or distract you, or hurt you, or hinder your marriage, hinder your family, hinder raising your children, hinder your walk with God, you can sense that. Now, in the movie, they had a box with birds in it, And those birds in a box would warn them that the enemy was coming. Now, we don't have birds in a box, but we do have a bird and a book. And that bird is the Holy Spirit. And that book is the Holy Bible. And can I just help you? God will speak to you if you'll have an ear to hear what the Lord is saying. We need a new ear in a new year. The closing moment in this story comes off so interesting to me that what God had to speak to Samuel was about how Eli had overlooked sin in his life and in his family. And God told Eli, hey, listen, I'm going to judge that sin that you overlooked. Isaiah 55 verse three says, listen, listen. For the life of your soul is at stake. Do you think that God only speaks to you when he wants to bless you? Do you think that God only speaks to you just good things? Maybe God does want to speak to you about blessing and strength and joy and peace. But maybe God wants to speak to you about some sin that you've overlooked. You see, one of the reasons we push back on hearing from God is because we know God's going to be honest with us. We can fake everybody else. We can play game gods with uh, God games with everybody else. But with God, we know that his eyes are accurate concerning who we are and the way we live. And so maybe God wants you in 2019 to deal with your anger. Maybe he wants you to deal with your pride. Maybe he wants to deal with your selfishness or your bitterness or that unforgiveness or that lust or that compromise or that flesh or that carnality in your life. And you need to simply be able to say, God, whatever you want to say to me, my ear is listening. I'm available. I'm open. I'm here. Here I am. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Your servants are are listening. 21 days we have. 21 days. 21 days, they say, is what it takes to create a habit, a new habit and break an old habit. That your brain has that much plasticity to it. That you can literally change the evening of your year by starting off doing the hard work at the beginning of your year. As hard as it is, it can set the stage for May It can set the stage for August, set the stage for November and December by just simply saying, okay, God, I'm going to give you the morning of my year. The Bible says when you fast, that you have more strength over the way the enemy is attacking you. Jesus actually said this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. Jesus said concerning fasting that when he would be taken, his disciples would fast. In other words, fasting actually brings you close to God. If you felt distant from God, if you felt far from God, if you've just allowed your life to get so uh, full of just things that don't matter and things that are meaningless and you just allowed your life to become so cluttery, fasting draws you back close to God. Fasting, the Bible says, Jesus said, you can't want God to put new wine in old wineskin. And Jesus said, what fasting does is fasting gives god that new wine skin so he can pour new wine which is the holy spirit into your life you have to give him new wine skin the sacrifices of 18 don't work the giving up carnal things or fleshly things or those things you have to give god new skin which the bible says our body is a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to god watch this which is your reasonable service it's not unreasonable to fast People say, oh, I couldn't do it. I'd die if I gave up a meal. We're not dying by not eating. We're dying by eating too much. So pulling back, pushing the pause button in a new year, saying, God, give me a new ear, so I can hear from you in Jesus name.